Good morning, Rabosai. I want to give an extra special thanks to Moshe Abramson today because it just took four of us to do the work of one Moshe Abramson. But Baruch Hashem, between four of us, we figured out all the technical uh, details of the Zoom and the recording and the microphone and the camera. So Baruch Hashem. Uh, we have Moshe filling in for Moshe. So Moshe had Moshe and Kamosha. So it's a Baruch Hashem. It's a testament to our technical skills and that we got this all together. Um, I'm uh, Rabbi Kalman Akiva Kovacs, filling in for Rabbi Silber, and I want to start with these sponsorships. Um, this says, okay, we have a Talmud Torah sponsor of Steve Xin and Terry Kodgzin, gratitude to Hashem, welcoming their first grandchild, Adin Svi Hochbam, son of Anna and Yoni Hochbam in New York City, Mazel Tov, and Benjamin and Ellis Wohl with immense debt of gratitude to the Rebbe for inspiring and changing the way we approach Pesach, beautiful, still Pesach, Shimi and Batsheva Messing in honor of the Bat Mitzvah of their daughter Lila, Mazel Tov, and Paul and Kathy Pollock in memory of Paul's father, Shmuel ben Zachariah Zal, and mother, Leah bas Aram Zal, and great-grandmother, Cyril bas Ravdov Zal, who are all nifter in Nissan. We have a week of learning sponsor by Neil and Pam Weissman, in loving memory of Pam's, Pam's father, Achazan Yisrael Zundel Zal, ben Moshe Hudeleib Zal, and a Dafyomi sponsor from Rebecca Chesner, in memory of her father, Rav Yitzhak, ben Meir Zal, his first yard site, Mez Neshama, have an aliyah. So Rabbi we are starting on Yud Base at the very top. I did want to say something about yesterday. Yesterday's daf was really amazing, and I, I spoke with, with Rebbe after this year because we had a mention of the bridge built for Para Aduma. Now, this bridge connected Harabais, the base of Mikdash, and Harazesim, where they would do the burning of the Para Aduma. And Rebbe was asking yesterday, yesterday we had an amazing Gemara mentioned that every Kohen Gadol who did a Paraduma would knock down the old bridge and build a brand new bridge. And the Havamin in the Gemara was, isn't that a display of, uh, sort of an arrogance, you're displaying your wealth, you could knock down this whole project. And it, it was huge. You, you've, you've been there. You've seen, you've been by Harabais and Harazesim. They're, they're close, but not that close for both. It would be a massive arched bridge to connect these, these two hills. And it's an immense expense, and wouldn't that be showing off to knock down the old bridge and build a new one? And the Gemara answer is no, because Shimon at Sadiq did two. He had two paradumot, and he knocked down his own bridge to build a new bridge. So rather, it's not a display of arrogance and wealth. It's a, to show the nation how important paraduma is and to prevent any sort of tuma from taking place so that the ritual will go off properly, and it can be pr properly matire people who are tame mace. Now, Rebbe yesterday asked, well, how many paraduma were there? So I looked up, it's in the Rambam. So the Rambam, in Hilchos Para, chapter 3, Halacha 4. You, what's that? The entire Jewish history. So, so here's, the, here's the Rambam. He says, V'tesha parot aduma. There were nine para aduma. Nasu mishinitztavu b'mitzvazu. Since we were commanded in this mitzvah. It's from Matan Torah. Ad shecharav bait b'shniya. Until the korban of the second... Bite. Rishona asa Moshe Rabbeinu. The first one was made by Moshe Rabbeinu. And that one lasted a very long time. Shnia asa Ezra. Until the second one, Ezra Sofer did. That's about a thousand years later. When the Galut returned from Bavol and started to build Bait Shani. That's when they built the second para to be able to build the, the Bait Shani. So the first, the entire first Beit HaMikdash, the entire tabernacle era, a thousand years, was just Moshe's. Uh, and after Ezra, Veshevam Ezra ad Chorban Bait. And in the second temple era, there were seven parot adumot made. And then the Rambam says this is amazing. We're both like, Va'asirit and the tenth para aduma, Yase Hamelech Hamashiach, Mehera Yigale Amen Kenyaratzan. The Rambam in Mishnah Torah. This is a Sefer Halacha. 
Rambam, so some people give, gave the Rambam, we don't anymore. Some people, a thousand years ago, gave the Rambam a hard time for being a rationalist or being influenced by Greek philosophy and all these things. He says, Mehera Yigoli, the Mashiach, in a Sefer of Halacha. The Rambam is Mekayim, the Halacha of Tzipisi Yeshua. He's, he's waiting the Messianic redemption. He's, it's the Rambam in Halacha is talking about Messianic redemption. But here's the interesting thing. There are only nine in history. And the one from Moshe Rabbeinu lasted a thousand years. And Ezra lasted hundreds of years. But Shimon HaTzadik had two. So I told the Rebbe after Shia, this is very big. It's Orchi and Godel why he needed two. Now later on, we know they needed more. It was more often. The last seven were in Bayit Sheni because this was an era of the Greeks and the Romans. and the, we, we saw in, there's a Gemara and Maku at the end of the first parak. Remember this maybe from high school, that they say that a Sanhedrin who put a murder to death every seven years and Yeshomrim every 70 years was called a bloody Sanhedrin. Now some say seven, some say 70, because it used to be every 70 years, if there was a murder, that was, that was news, that was a big deal. And then later on in history, in the Roman era, it was, became Nebuch more often, more common that there was a murder, it became every seven years. Eventually, they teach that the Sanhedrin left Lishkat Gazit, they left their seat of, um, of trying capital cases, so they wouldn't have to try all these murders, because in the Roman times, Nebuch, the, pe- people appreciate the Romans for their culture. The Romans were bloody murderers. That's, that's the honest truth. They were murderers. And Nebuch, when they occupied Eretz Yisrael, during the occupation, there were a lot of murders, a lot of tuma, a lot of terrible things. So murder became more common, and we needed more para aduma. There was more tuma, more corpses, Nebuch, during the, those Roman times. But the Tzorachian is on Shimon Tzadik. He's a Tzadik, and he made two para aduma. So I looked into it, and I have an answer about Shimon Tzadik. And... Got to pull it up because I have shas. I don't have shas on my fingertips. I don't have shas on my mind. But Baruch Hashem, I do, I do have shas on the phone. So there's a Gemara in Yuma. Yuma Samech Tes. And it's a very famous Gemara. And we're going to remind it now. And Baruch Hashem, we have, we have plenty of time to do the daf, so we can take these little, um, these little side trips. So the Gemara asks, Medina Lo, we can't wear Big Dek Yehuna mm-hmm. outside of the base of Mikdash. Tanya, there's a Brisa. There's a minor holiday on the 25th of Tevit because of Har Grizim, and they explain what happened. That's the day the Kutiim tried to request to destroy at Beit Elokeinu, Alexandrus Mokton. They went to Alexander the Great, who was approaching Eretz Israel after conquering Egypt, and they asked him, to destroy the base of Mikdash. And Alexander agreed with the Kutiim to go and destroy the base of Mikdash. Balhudiu as Shimon Hatzadik. They came and informed Shimon Hatzadik, the Kohen Gadol, Ma'asa, what did he do? Lavash Big Dekahuna, Nit Aftaf Big Dekahuna. So he put on Mamish all of the Big Dekahuna of the Kohen Gadol. Umiakira Yisrael Imeli took the, the leaders of the Jewish people, Avukot shall Orbidehen, and Avukot, torches in their hands. Remember at the end of Pesach, we talked about Avukot versus Nair. Avukot has more than one wick. It's a, a little Hazar for you there. Uh, they took that in their hands. They went, they started walking all night towards Alexander the Great. Uh, and the Kutim were coming also to Alexander the Great. Uh, until the dawn started to rise. Once the, uh, was the break of dawn and they could see, so Alexander says, who are these people coming? The Kutim told Alexander, these are the Jews rebelling against you. They're, they're coming to kill you. When they came to Antipas, the sun shone on them, and the Jews with their entourage, the Kohen Gadol, Shimon Atzadik, and the whole, his entourage, and Alexander the Great and his whole army, they met each other. 
Kevon Shirosh and the Shimon Atzadik. When Alexander saw Shimon Atzadik, Yared me Merkavto. He gets off his chariot, he stachavul afonav, and he bows in front of him. Amru Lo and his nobles, they said, Alexander, Melech Gadol Kemotcha, the greatest king, the greatest conqueror the world has ever seen. He's conquered most of the known world already. Yishtachavul Yehudi Zay, you're bowing down to this Jew? Amr Lahem, and he says, why? Demut diukno shall say, his, his countenance, his face, his vision comes before me. When I go out to war, it's a sign of victory. I can see that he has a connection to my victories. That's what Alexander the Great says. And they say, why did you come? It goes on, they say, these kutiyim are saying to destroy the, ha- the, the temple. And this is the temple that we pray for you, Alexander. We're on your side, Alexander, not the kutim. So Alexander gives Shimon a tzaddik permission to do to the kutim as they see fit. So what do the Jews do? They, they drag them by the mules up to Har Grizim. They find the Avodah on Har Grizim. They had a, a bird, they had a Yonah as their Avodah And they burn their Avodah They raise it to the ground. And so that's a temple. That's that's that temple being destroyed, that Avodah Zarah being destroyed, and the temple being saved is a holiday because of Shimon Hatzadik did that. So, Barshim, the Kutim all over Shas, are they really Jews? They converted because of the lions. So, there's some, they were, they were converts to Judaism, mm-hmm. but some of them are forced. And later, they found this idol, this, this Yonah, this dove on Har Grizim, and said, well, the people who are there on Har Grizim, they were really Mamish doing Avodah Zarah, so we really can't consider them Jews. But for a long period of history, the Kutim were sort of in this Suffolk period. So, it turns out that Shimon HaTzadik, who made two Parot Dumot, was a contemporary and met Alexander the Great. Now that, Rebotai, explains it because during the time of Alexander the Great, historically, it was about 2,300 years ago, there was massive upheaval in the world. There were wars, deaths, uh, poverty, famine, refugees. There was a lot going on. We should never have to suffer things like this. But there were, a lot of, there were probably a lot of dead bodies that Jews came in contact with to the point where they would need, they would use up all of the para aduma that Shimon Atzadik made early on, and they would need a second para aduma due to all of the uh, the chaos and the war going on in the days of Alexander the Great. So, Baruch Hashem, we've we've learned the Rambam says Harry Gole the Mashiach, and we have the tenth para aduma, and we've learned why Shimon Atzadik had two in his days because they're also the days of Alexander the Great. And now we're ready to actually start today's Daf Yomi. So we're Baruch Hashem, we're at the top of Yud Beis. Don't we have plenty of time, Rabbi? So plenty of time. It says, Halacha, Dalit. Here's the Mishnah. Hamakdish Nechasav. Someone is Makdish. He donates. He makes Kodosh Nechasav, his property, to the temple. And the Karban Eida and the Tikkun they both say, Stam Hekdesha, we're going to see, is Lebedek Abayis. If he does not explain where he wants his property to go, then it should go to Bedek Abayit, the, the building fund, the upkeep fund. We're going to see the different, we see the, the meaning of this. And there are among his property things that can be the carbonate seabor for the public offering. The tickling Hadin says, We're going to explain in the Gemara. You often see Rashi does this. In the Bavli, Rashi often says on the Mishnah, We're going to explain it in the Gemara. So sometimes a good teacher has to know, Okay, you have, I know we have a question, so we're going to wait on the question because the Gemara is going to explain it. So we'll get there. So what do you do? You give this item to the craftsmen who work for the Mikdash. Bischaran as their wages, Divri Rebbe Akiva. Amar Lo Benazai, Benazai disagrees. He says, Aina Hayamida, that's not the, the status of these items. Ele Mafrishin Mehen Schar Umnim. You separate out of these items wages for the craftsmen. Umechalalin Otan Alamaut. And then you're machalo these items on Maut Umnin, on their personal coins. And you give it to the craftsmen, Bischaran, as their wages, but then. And then the temple goes back, and you buy it back from the umnin from the new coins, from the new half shekel coins they get. And we saw this yesterday 
This was what to do with the leftover ketorah. If there's leftovers that were bought with last year's money, you can't use left. You can't use whatever is bought for last year's carbon sibor for this year's carbon sibor because it was used from last year's money. So you would give it to the umnin as a wages. Then you'd use the tikkun charetim, the new shekels that come in for this year, and you'd use that to buy it back. So now the kedusha from your new shekels goes to pay the craftsman, and you're buying back the katoris or whatever it is from last year, now you can recycle it. That's how they did ancient recycling, but you're really recycling the kedusha. You have the new kedusha from this year's coins onto the katoris, so you can use it this year. So next halacha in the Mishnah, ha-maktish nechasav, he's maktish, he consecrates all his property, v'hayyabehen behema ru'uya al and among them are animals that could go on the mizbeach, zacharim nekevot, both male and female animals. Rabbi Lezer Omer, zacharim yamachro, he says, what do we do? The male animals, we sell them, letzorche olot, to people who need to bring a carbon ola. So if, if Shimi needs to bring an ola, he would buy one of these animals from Bedek and use it for his ola. And nekevot, the female animals, yamachro letzorche zivche shlamim. You sell to people who need to bring a shlamim, because a shlamim can be brought from a female as well. Udmehem, and the money from selling these animals, Yiplu imshar nechazev, it goes with the rest of his personal property, lebedek debais. So everything, all the proceeds go to bekebais. The animals themselves end up on the mizbeach, but not as the carbon of the original donor, as someone else's carbon. And the money from those, everything goes together to bedek debais. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, Yeshua disagrees with Eliezer. He says, Zacharim atzman yikrivu olos. The Zacharim, the male animals themselves, can be olot. So we're going to put them up on the mizbeach as an ola, even though the mizbeach gets its funding not from Bedek Abayas. In the Kevos, you machru litzorche zivche shlamim. In the female animals, you'll sell them for people who need to bring a shlamim, which can be a female animal. And you use that money. That money doesn't go to Bedek Abayat, according to Yeshua. It's used to buy more male animals to bring olot. Sharnechasim and everything else that wasn't an animal that could go on the Mizbeach, yiblu the Bedek Abayas. So it comes out that the donor is, is really giving his money to Bedek Abayat, but the animals really end up going as an Ola on the Mizbeach. Male animals directly and female animals indirectly be, are sold to bring an Ola on the Mizbeach. Amar Rabbi Akiva, Ro'ayaniyad Divirbi Eliezer, Divirbi Yeshua. So Rabbi Akiva says, I like the words of Eliezer better. Why? Rabbi Eliezer, Hishva Espitaisev. Rabbi Eliezer says everything's going to the same place. Everything ends up in Bedek Abayat. Sure, you have to sell the animals, but all the money ends up in Bedek Abayat. Rabbi Yeshua, Cholak. Rabbi Yeshua is, is Chilak. He says that. Uh, some of the value ends up on the Mizbeach, and some of the value ends up in Bedekabai, but they don't go to the same place. I'm Rav Papayas. This is not Rav Papa. This is Rav Papayas. Shemati Adivrei I hear both of their words. Hamaktish Bepeirish, someone who's Maktish Bepeirish. And the Akarban Eda says, what does he say? He actually says, Behema Unasachai Lehektesh. He's saying, my animals and my property is going to Hektesh. This is in the Karban Eda. Because he's separating them and dividing them, Zomizo, from each other. Uh, and even so, lo amar He doesn't say the behema should go up on the mizbeach to the altar. Now chasad Some of the other property should go to the temple fund, to the uh, building fund. Shamina. And so we learn from his words. Shadaito shehakol yelech el makom echad. That everything should go to one place. He says the behema and the chasai should all go to one place. Lebedek abayis because stam hakdeishot. Remember, it's a bedek abayis. Aval. This is still in the carbon eda. Hamakdish stam. If he's makdish stam, kol nechasav. If he just says stam, he doesn't separate out his animals and his property, then maybe he wants, maybe when he's makdish everything, he wants his animals to go to the Mizbech, like Rabbi Yeshua, and he wants his other property to go to Bedekabayit, uh, like Rabbi Yeshua says. So that's what Rabbi Papaya says. It's interesting. This is not Rav Papa. Have we seen Rav Papa in the Gemara in Shekhshkolim? No. Who else didn't we see? 
Anybody? Who do we see on every daf in Bavli? Two, two guys. Beautiful. I hear Reish Lakish. I hear Abaya. I hear Rava. They're, they're missing. Rabbi Shimon, we're going to have Rabbi Shimon. Don't worry. Rabbi Shimon's coming. Abaya and Rava are missing. Why are Abaya and Rava missing? Because this is Yerushalmi, Yerbotai. Yerushalmi was written, was composed, it was composed orally, of course, about 200 years before the Bavli. And the Gemara teaches us that Abaya and Rava were 70 years after Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan is the central figure in Talmud Yerushalmi. He was more Atra in Yerushalayim for many, many years. He was actually a student of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, and he says, uh, uh, Rabbi Yochanan says he was in the 17th row of students before Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, and Rav was in the front row. So Rav shows up here, Rav's contemporary Shmuel shows up here, but Abaye and Rava and Rabba and Rav Papa was 70 years later. That, that's generation, that's a couple generations later in Bavl. And, and the Bavli, of course, was composed uh, maybe a while after, a few generations after, Abai and Rava themselves. So Abai and Rava don't show up, so we, 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 we miss them a little bit. We get back to the Bavli, we're, we miss them. But Hashem, we have a lot of new names, so it's interesting to see new names. But Rabbi Yochanan, of course, is a very central figure. He was the Mordatra Nerzi Israel for, for many years, he had a long life, so he's a central figure here. There's a lot of Rabbi Yochanan we're going to see. So that's Rabbi Papayas. So he says, Shemati Yadzivrish Nehem, as the Karbaneda explains. Amaktish Bepeirush, as I just read from Carbon Eda, Rabbi Eliezer, Amaktish Stam, Rabbi Yeshua. Because if he's Stam, then he wants whatever's Roi to go to Mizbech, to be on the Mizbech, and whatever's not, to be Lebedek Abayis. So final halacha of the Mishnah, Amaktish Nechasav, someone's Amaktish Nechasav, Ahyubahem Devarim Ruili, Megabe Mizbech, and there's other things that could go on the Mizbech, like Yenot, Shmani, Meofot, wine, oil, and birds, those all end up on the Mizbech. Rabbi Eliezer, this should actually be Rabbi. Elazar. We're going to see an Ahmed base when the when the Gemara cites this. It says Rabbi Elazar, because Rabbi Eliezer would not agree to this from the Rasha of the Mishnah. But this should be Rabbi Elazar Omer Machru Litzorche Otomin. You sell it for the needs of that type. Viyabi b'deimehem olot. You would sell the oil to someone who needs to bring oil on his mincha. You sell the birds to someone who needs to bring kinim on the mizbeach, and then you bring olot. So this halacha, this last halacha in the Mishnah from Rabbi Elazar should be is following Rabbi Yeshua, that you sell the things that could go on the Mizbeach to people who need that, and uh, you bring Olot. You bring Olot on the Mizbeach, because if he's maktish something from the Mizbeach, the Mizbeach should get that. That's the shita of Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Yeshua. Remember Rabbi, um, uh, Rabbi Eliezer, sorry. Rabbi Eliezer disagrees with Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Yeshua. The Gemara says, HaMaktish, the Karbonot Tzibor. So now they can explain what does it mean, Karbonot Tzibor, Rabbi Yochanan Mar Kitzhoret. So remember, this is yesterday's, yesterday's, yesterday's we explained, if there's leftover ketoret, you could pay the workers with it and then buy it back from Tiklin Hunting, from the new shekels, so you can use that ketoret this year. So, Amar Rehoshaya, Tiftor, let's explain our Mishnah. This is someone who works, someone who's a member of a household of the Beit of Tinas, who had the secret of Pituma ketoret. They knew, they knew Rabbi Osai how to make ketoret, and they carefully guarded that secret. So, he actually is a member of this household base of Tinas. He makes the ketoret, and they pay him with the leftover ketores. He gets paid in ketores. Um, and what happened was before they could go ahead and use the new shekels and buy it back from him to deconsecrate to, uh, the shekels and reconsecrate the ketores, he went ahead and he was maktish. So he, he works making ketores, then he was maktish the ketores that they paid him with before they bought it back from him with the new shekels. My time at the Ben Azai, and what's the reasoning of Ben Azai? Shein hektish mischalal malacha elamaz. So Ben Azai says hektish does not... Um, is not mischalal simply on his work. That, that's, that was the first opinion. That was Rabbi Akiva in the Mishnah, in the first line of the Mishnah. 
that Rabbi Kiva says you can pay him directly in, in, in the Ketoris, and then you can, just, you can just buy it back. He says, no, you have to get his money. Ben Azai disagrees with Rabbi Kiva, says you have to take his money, which is Hulin, and, and consecrate the Ketoris, deconsecrate the Ketoris onto that, not onto his Malacha, whereas Rabbi Kiva says his Malacha has, has value. And the, his, the source for this is Asuli Mikdash, we saw yesterday in, in the Mephoshim, Asuli, Asuli Mikdash, Shechanti Betocham, that our Asiya, our Malacha, can be Kadosh. That would be the shita of Rabbi Akiva, that when you do a malacha l'shem shemayim, that can have actual kedusha. You don't need something physical to generate the kedusha. That our malacha, all of our avodah l'shem shemayim, can, can generate a kedusha that then it can be transferred over to the ketoret or to the new shekels. So Taman Tanina, and there's a Mishnah over there. This is a Mishnah in Tzumura 31. And it says, Yesh b'kodshi b'dekabayit. There are uh, mailot, there are special circumstances by Koche Bedekabite, by the temple treasury, the building fund. Shestam hekdeshul abedekabite. If someone is maktish stam, and that's of course our Mishnah, he does not specify where it goes to, that goes to Bedekabite. And hekdesh bedekabite, chal al hakol. Hekdesh bedekabite can take effect on anything. Here they say even rocks, even dirt, even things that normally have no shaykhus to the Mizbeach, they can become Bedekabite. Molin bigadulehen, and it's me'ila in what grows out of them. Now, of course, we've had a machloket in Zvachim. What if you were makdish your chatas? It's a female animal, and then it got pregnant. So there was a whole machloket. If ubar yerach imo, remember from two years ago, if the 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 vlad, the the embryo, the, the fetus inside this animal would get the same kedusha of the mother. If it had to get a mum before you could redeem it, things like they were not gemina. But here. Uh, the Tikla Chalitin says these are the eggs or the milk. If he was maktish birds or chickens, there would be, actually be me'ila on the eggs. If maktish a cow, then in the milk that, that belongs to the temple treasury, there's me'ila on these items. And there's no enjoyment for the Kohanim from Bedekabait. So, of course, you're going to say the Kohanim enjoy from the Mizbeach. Sure, they do. Most of the Karbanot or Baltai, the Kohanim eat from the meat or they're given portions of the animal, the Chazim Shok. And even an Ola, which should all go to the Mizbeach, the Kohanim get what? The hide. So Kohanim get enjoyment from every type of animal that goes on the Mizbeach, but from Bedek Abayit, it's Asr. It's, it's Asr Me'ila, it's Asr Behana. There's nothing for the Kohanim. Amar Rav Chananya, Derebi Li'ezerhi. This is the, this Mishnah and Tzumura matches our opinion of Rebbe Li'ezer here. Rebbe Li'ezer is Eliezer. So sometimes they abbreviate Eliezer as Li'ezer. I'm not sure if they're trying to avoid writing an Aleph and a Lamed next to each other. They weren't really writing it down when they spoke it out, so I'm not sure what the reason was. Maybe it was a nickname. That we learn in our Mishnah, he says, "Why is this Rabbi Eliezer?" This should sound familiar. We just read this five minutes ago. This is Eliezer's opinion: Zacharim in the Kevot. There's males and females. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, to the male animals you sell to other men who need to bring an Ola. It could be a man or a woman who needs to bring an Ola. When the female animals you sell to someone who needs to bring shlamim, yiplu im Remember, Abilazar's opinion was everything ends up in bedekabite. The animals you sell them to people who need to bring a carbon, but everything ends up in bedekabite at the end of the day. Wherever Yeshua said, no, the animals end up as olot, and the other things that are not animals end up in bedekabite. So, what's the reasoning behind Rabiliazar? He says, it's a pasuk. When a man is makdish his house, it becomes kodesh to Hashem. It becomes kodesh as bedek habayit. How do we interpret, how do we understand this pasuk? If it's really his house. There's another pasuk for that. The next pasuk in the Torah says, he says it's already written, 
the imakdish, if he consecrates his house, yigal ed beto, he can redeem his house. Maybe he has, he has a year to redeem his house in the walled city. The yasef chamishit kesef He adds on when he redeems. He adds on one fifth, and he can buy his house back. So the first pasuk ish ki yaktish beto is not his house mamish because the next pasuk is talking about really his house. Ela ki anan kaimin. How do we how do we understand this? That's the property in his house. So from here we know that Stam Makdish, because it says Ishki Yakdish at Beito, we talk about the things in his house, his Nechasim. So Stam, if he doesn't specify it, goes to Lebedek So it doesn't say this is for the Mizbeach, this is for a specific cause. We're going to learn there were various shofaros, there were various uh, other collections and, and boxes that they had for our specific needs, but if he if he's doesn't explain where he wants the money to go, it goes to Bedek Habayit. Amr Rabbi Zeira, uh, and Rav Kuna, B'Shem Rav, B'Ma Pligan. What, what are they disagreeing? When do they have this machalokit between Rabbi Yezir and Rabbi Shua? B'Maktish Nechasav. When he's maktish his Nechasim. He says Nechasai to Bedek He says he's maktish Nechasim. Aval maktish Edro. Edro is his flock. What if he's maktish his flock instead of everything? He's just maktish his animals. Kol Ama Modai. All of the all of them agree. Shahu the Mizbeach that the animals should go on the Mizbeach. Rabbi Yeshua says. Uh, Rebbe Ba, Rav Huna, B'Shem Rav, he says, Ma Pligan, where did Rebbe Lezer and Bishua disagree, really? But Maktish Edro, they disagree when he's Maktish's Edro, that still Rebbe Eliezer would say it should go to Bedek Abayis, it should be sold, the animals will be sold, people who need the carbonot, and every, all the money, the value will go to Bedek Abayis. For Maktish Nechasav, Kolama Modai, but when they're Maktish Nechasim generally, Modai Shula Bedek Abayis. He says, even Rebbe Yeshua would agree that it should go to Bedek Abayis, even the animals. Al daite the Rebbe Zera. So according to this opinion of Rebbe Zera, Nicha, it sounds good. The kashe al de Rebbe Ba, and it's a kashe when Rebbe Ba says, Behema lo lemizbeachi. Isn't a behema going to mizbeach? How can you tell me that they agree that the behema would always go to bedek abayis if he's if he's makdish nachasim? A behema should go to bedek abayis. A behema should go on the mizbeach. Says behema mizbeachi. Yes, it's true. A behema should go on the mizbeach. V'lama sata meisha zay. Why did this donor who's making the donation of his nachasim say stam all of his nachasim? Shukaomer is as if he's saying, I don't want it to go rather only to Bedekabais. Even though he's saying he's got animals among his property, but he's saying by Nachasim go to go to the go to be hectish, go to the temple, whichever verbiage he's using, he doesn't specify. So he wants everything, even the animals, to end up going to Bedek Habais. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Loshna We don't make a distinction. He he says that the machlokis in the Mishnah, it doesn't matter whether he says nechasim or, or eder, there's still a machlokit between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Eliezer would say everything ends up going to Bedek Abayit, even if they have to sell the animals first. And Rabbi Yeshua says the animals are going to end up on the Mizbeach as olot. The females will be sold to bring olot and the males directly. And everything else that's not an animal will go uh, into Bedek Abayit. So skip the parentheses. Uh, Rav Kuna b'shem Rav, uh, Rebbe Abahu b'shem Rebbe Yochanan say, "Kod she bedek abayit shepodin," something that is in the in the building fund that you're pode, you redeem it. So remember, if you're the one who was makdishit, you have to add on chamishit, like the din of the bite. We see you have to add on one fifth extra, but someone else could buy it at normal value, face value, from the temple. The temple would estimate how much it's worth and would auction items off if they needed the money. Uh, so tamimim, if, even if they are tam, they're an animal that is without a moom, yatsu lechulin, they go out to chulin, meaning you could use them. You could use them for anything. Even though these animals were in bedek they were in the temple treasury, 
and you've bought them back from the temple treasuries, or Bosa, you can use them like chulin. You can have them for dinner. Uh, and our Mishnah, there is a Mishnah that says like this. It says, Vladon vechalban mutter. It says their offspring and their milk is mutter lachar pidyonan. After the pidyon. Before I turn the page, is actually the Tiklin Chalitin gets into this and he says, How is this a proof? Because that Mishnah is really talking about what was Koche Mizbeach, when someone was Pode Koche Mizbeach, and it had a mum, that's when their Vlad and their Chalav is Mutter. Because normally what happens, I'll explain outside because he's, he's, uh, he's wordy here. He says, Okay, he makes a comparison. Normally what happens is if you're Maktish something to the Mizbeach, you have an animal that's supposed to go up on the Mizbeach, and then you can't pull day at time. You have to wait till it gets a moom. So it's yiru achiestive. It goes out to graze. It gets a moom. Then you redeem it. But it's still usur begiza avoda. You could eat at the animal, but you can't have any disrespect to it. You can't work it. You can't have it pulling your plow. You can't ha- you can't shear the sheep and take the wool. It's usur minatora begiza avoda because it was rawi for the mizbeach. And things that are going on the Mizbeach, you can't have disrespect for them. So even after you get some mum, you pote, you could eat it, but you can't work it or shear it. So the Tiklan Haritini makes a comparison to Bedeka Bait, which doesn't have Deraita, this Isser of Giza Voda. So with Deraita, you really could do shear it and work it after you redeem it. So it, we see it's more makel than something that was, um, was maktish to the Mizbeach. And so if you redeem it, even as a Tom, you should be able to, to work it, it should be Hulin Legamre. So turning over, so we're going to get into this a little deeper. Rav Chizkiya b'shem Rav Chista Tifater, he explains it like this. What happened? Shepodon Tmimim, he was pode these animals from Bedek Abayis, he bought them back, the humamu, and then they got a boom. So now they're chulin legamre. But he's holding that if they were tam, if they were Bedek Abayis and they were tam, you shouldn't be able to, to work them and shear them. They're not like chulin legamre. They should be, as, as a gezeira, we're going to see it's a gezeira de Rabbanon, that I, an animal you buy back from Bedek Abayit, or Bosai, should have the same status, de Rabbanon, as an animal you bought back from Koche Mizbeach. So like Koche Mizbeach has Isr Giza Vavoda, you, you can eat it but you, after it has a mum, but you can't use it for working and shearing. So too, there's no working and shearing on an animal that's tam that you bought back from Bedek Abayis, even though it was never Koche Mizbeach. So you have to wait till it gets a mum, and then it's Chulin Legamre. Rabbi Yosef B'Shem Rav Chista, he says, there's a Mishnah like this. And that's, that's over there in Tzmur. It says, if it was Kochi Mizbeach, its offspring and its milk is Aser after your podeyet, if it does not have a mum. Rabbi Chizkiya b'shem Rabbi Yosa, Kochi Bedekabayis, Shepodon Tzmimim. He says, Kochi Bedekabayis, Shepodon Tzmimim, that you redeem them when they're Tam, Yatsu Lehulim. They have to be going out to Hulim. So he disagrees. He says, they have to be Hulim. Why? In Tamar, if you're going to tell me, lo they don't become chulin legamre, so what's going on is our Mishnah says that someone was makdashis nechasim, and according to Rebbe Yezer, other people buy them from bedek abayis and use them for an ola. So if it still has some remnant kedusha, some residual isurim from being bedek abayis, if it's still usur, if the milk is usur, the vlad is usur, it's usur begiza avoda, because it was once belonged to Hektish, it belonged to Bedek Abais, how could they go and turn around and make that into Kochim Mizbeach and use it for their ola, if it's a male, or for their shlamim, if it's a female? So he says it has to be that when, when the original donor is Maktish Shiznachasim, and then Bedek Abais sells them to other people who need to bring a carbon, has to be when they sell it, it's mamish, it's chulin legamre. There's no residual isurim, like we have by Kochim Mizbeach, that it's free and clear. So it's bought free and clear, and now they can turn around and be makdashit as their ola or their shlamim, and it works. And he says, Bali mumim, kochim mizbeach, chol aleihem, liyada mila. 
So when we talk about Kodesh uh, Mizbeach, that are Balmum, that he's Podeh, so why do they have an Isser on them? It's an Isser, they're a on the Gizel of Voda. So a, an animal that goes on, that's Kodesh Mizbeach, that's a Tam, is Aser Deraisa, the Gizel of Voda. But once it's a Balmum and you redeem it, you're not allowed to redeem Tam, it belongs to the Mizbeach, but once it's a Balmum and you redeem it, you buy it back from the, from the Mizbeach, it's also Giza Voda Durabanan only. And, and so to here, it's, it's more, more chamor than Bedekabayas. Once he's saying, once you buy back Bedekabayas from the, from the Gizbar, from the treasury, then it's free and clear from everything. And that's why, because there are no residual problems, no residual Isurim, that someone else can turn around and be Makdashit as their Ola or as their Shlomim and go ahead and use it. So here's a wrinkle on this, on this, uh, uh, on making an animal Kaddish. Hifrish nekeva leolaso. Someone is is mafrish an animal which is female to become his carbon ola. Ula pischo or for his pesach. Ula ashamo or for his asham. Now, I say all of these need a male animal. We learn by pesach has to be a, a male uh, goat or sheep in the first year, and uh, by uh, and by an ola has to be a male animal, and the asham also an uh, animal, a male, not a female. Ose tamura, but he says it could still make a tamura. Now, what's the deal with a tamura? Is if, if you, if anyone, Ploni Elmoni, is Makdish an animal to the Mizbeach, then he changes his mind. He regrets it. He says, you know what? That animal was too big. I want to give him a smaller one. Or even he says the other way. He says that this animal is a little skinny. I'll give them the fatter one instead. So he says, this fat animal will be in place of the skinny animal for my shlomim. No. It's an, it's an, uh, it's Asr Deraisa to do that. You can't do that. And the Torah says, what happens? A Hayahu Utmarto Ye Kodesh that both him and its substitute are Kodesh. So Rebbe said, by the way, this is why Yitzhak Avinu never left Eretz Yisrael. Because he was a Tzmura, he was Kodesh. He was designated as a Karpun, and then his father Avram switched in the aisle for Yitzhak, but even though Yitzhak wasn't sacrificed, he was still a Tzmura. So he was Kodesh, and he couldn't leave the Eretz Kodesh. By the way, <laughs> but, um, so, but the Tzmura is, an us, is Isser to do, even if you're improving, even if it's a step up, it's still Usher to do it, but the first animal, to, in order to make a tumor with the second animal, the first animal had to be appropriate, had to have what we call kedushas haguf. So we see from here, it's, it's a Devar Musar also, that even if, for example, I'll use myself as an example, even if you, during tefillah you didn't have a lot of kavana before, you, maybe your phone was, the ringer was on, you weren't paying attention so much, and then you decided, listen, I gotta, I gotta really focus, I really gotta focus during davening, turn the phone off, really try to look at the words, understand what I'm saying, and you regret the tefillah you did before. That tefillah wasn't very good. I regret that. Rabosai, it was still Kaddosh. Maybe it wasn't as good as what your, your tefillah today. Maybe yesterday's tefillah wasn't as good as today's Shemona Esrei. But it was still Kaddosh. You can't regret that. Even if you're making it tomorrow, even if now you're doing better, don't regret your learning and your davening and your mitzvah that you did before. It's still, it's still Kaddosh. Hayahut's worth of Kaddosh. It wasn't the best. You can do better, but it was still Kaddosh. So every effort we put into Voda Hashem, we see it has a Kaddusha, even if now we feel like we're doing so much better than we did last week or last year. So you see, it's, it's a Devar Musar still. So, thank you. So what's going on is, is it has to have Kedusha to goof, it has to have, be appropriate, and be Kaddish in the goof of the animal in order to make another animal into a Tamura. Rabbi Shimon Omer, he says this only applies to Olato, Ose Tamura. If he separates a female for his original Ola, then it could make a Tamura. But if he separates a female for his Pesach or his Asham, it can't make a Tamura. Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda Omer, Mishum Rabbi Shimon. So he says in the name of Rabbi Shimon, the Ola Tola Pischo, if he separates a female for his Ola or for his Pesach, Veshamo, or for his Asham even, Eino Ose Tzmora. It can't make a Tzmora at all. I'm Rabbi Yochanan, Taimud Rabbi Shimon. What's the reason of Rabbi Shimon? 
who allows, if he separates a female for his ola, that it could make it more, that has kedusha to goof, that it was appropriate as a carbon, even though normally a female cannot be an ola. Because a female bird can indeed become an ola. We know by birds it's actually switched around. We saw this a little bit uh, when we were learning Mida, we were learning about uh, uh, Azava, we were learning about um, uh, Kini, and we saw this a bit that it's switched. By animals, uh, Ola has to be a male, and a Hatas has to be a female. By birds, it's switched. By birds, it, it's the, the opposite gender. So we see that even back then, there's some fluidity uh, by Karbanot. So he's saying, because a female bird could be an Ola, then so too, a female animal separated as an Ola could uh, make Tamura. It can't be an Ola, Mamesh. You're not going to bring a female as an Ola, Afpamlo. It's never going to happen. But it could make a Tamura that when he substitutes a male animal in, they both have Kedusha. Because the original had Kedusha to Goof. So we see that Ola, a Nekeva Ba'of is Kishera, Lavo Ola, can become an Ola. Rabbi Yochanan, time of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, reasoning behind Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, uh, it's, it's interesting, Rabbi Osai, that Rabbi Yochanan says, time you know what? You know, we, we, he's explaining the other Shitas. He's explaining them. You know what word we don't see at all? We haven't seen this in Shkolim yet. Mesive, Kasha, Tiyuvta. Isn't that funny? We haven't seen that. We've seen, we've, seen, we've seen the word tifater, let's explain it. We've seen the word yaus, that sounds nice, that's good. And we've seen taima, I'll explain his reasoning. So it's a very strange thing. So Yerushalmi is actually very different. And there's a reason for this. In Yerushalmi, there was a different, there was a different type of learning where they were trying, not, not so much trying to what we call uh, in Spanish, upschlog, okay, it's yeshivish. Upschlog, you're trying to get the other guy, trying to get the other guy. They're saying, well, can I explain him? So that's what they do the Mishnah. Well, tifater the Mishnah. We're not going to have a kasha on the Mishnah. We're not going to have a mesive on the Mishnah like we do in Bavli. We're going to try to explain the Mishnah. Now, there's an amazing Gemara, and it's in Bava Mitzia Pei Hei. And in that Gemara, I, I have it on my phone, but I'll just say it outside. It's beautiful. That uh, Rabbi Zera fasted 100 fasts before he left Bavl for Eretz Yisrael. Why? Rabbi Zera, you'll love this. Why did Rabbi Zera fast 100 times? Anyone know? to forget his method of learning. It says to forget the Gemara Bavlo, to forget the Babylonian Gemara. Now, Gemara is the methodology, the learning, the tiufta, the kasha, the upshlag, the I have a kasha on you, I have a, I have a shtickle problem with your shita. Rabbi Zeru is going to Eretz Yisrael. He knew in Eretz Yisrael that wasn't their method of learning. That wasn't how they learned in their yeshiva. Instead, they were saying, well, I'll, I'll explain your taima, I'll tifater, tifater, yaus. It's nice what you're saying. Why? Because I have more support for that. I'll just give you the reason for what you're saying. There's a Pasuk that supports you. It's a whole different madrega. It's a whole different methodology of learning. So Rizera had to fast to forget not, not what he learned, chas v'shalom. We never want to forget what he learned, but to, to get out of that headspace, to get out of that mode of learning where I'm looking to undermine your logic with another source. I'm looking for a brisa that, that is a kasha on the Mishnah, and that brisa is going to clarify the Mishnah because I have a kasha, and i got to figure it out, and i got to see where this is wrong, and you're wrong, and this is not correct, and i got to figure out the details. Instead, in, in it's Yisrael, in Yerushalayim, their method was, I'll find a Pasuk that supports you. Let's explain the Mishnah like this, and you can be right, and I can be right. There's another Gemara that reinforces this, and it's in Brachos Chavches, Brachos Kalach, and it's very famous. You're going to remember it once I say it. It's very famous. It was only a year and a half ago, everybody, we were learning this Gemara in Brachos Chavches. It's in Tefillah Sashachar, and there's a Machlokis, very famous, if you have to daven Mayrif. Tefillah Sa'arvis Rishus Oichovah. And Rabban Gamliel said, Chauva, Yeshua says, Rishus. There's a big machlokis, 
and they said, Rabbi Shua, you're going to stand up on your feet and they'll testify about you that you said Rishus and I say Chova, and you can't. It was a, it was a struggle over rabbinical authority. It's really, it's a defi- you, you should go back and, and review. Brachos Chavches, it's a defining moment in centralizing rabbinical authority. Rabban Gamliel says, Rabbi Yeshua, I'm not going to tolerate your publicly disagreeing with my shita. You'll stand on your feet, they'll testify about you. Uh, but he says, Hamten Trisen. Wait until the shield bearers come to the base metrics. The shield bearers, the Mepharshim say, a shield bearer is one who defends their opinion or defends someone else's opinion. Bali Trisin is Dafka Trisin because we know from Shabbos not that long ago, we said, what can you go out with? And they listed all these weapons of war, the club and the sword and the spear and the bow and the trice. And the trice was a large shield. Now, a large shield defends not only you, but the people, men behind you. So the Bali trice in Yerushalayim, in the base Midrash, they would look for defense for someone else's opinion. So basically, Rabbi Gamliel was saying, it, maybe not, it's not so harsh when we think of it this way, Rabbi Gamliel was saying, we're going to wait until the, the, you know, the Bali trice and the shield bearers, the Talmidei Chachamim, who know what they're talking about, maybe they can defend you. Maybe they can defend you. But if not, then Rabbi Yeshua, you're in trouble. Remember that this was the whole struggle of authority and they actually deposed Rabbi Gamliel for a time and they appointed Rabbi Eleazar ben Azariah. And that's when Rabbi Eleazar ben Azariah says his famous line, he says, he was only 18 years old. He was 18 years old. He was appointed to be the Nasi, to be, to be the head of the yeshiva. And he says, I'm as if I'm 70 years old. And it was a miracle. They gave him white hair so he would look more... Uh, dignified and authoritative, even though he's only 18. That was that event. That was the event that Machlokis over Tfilas Arvis. And the takeaway message is the Bali Trisin. The, the, in Eretz Yisrael, in the yeshiva, they were looking to shield someone else's opinion. They were looking to, to support it. Like Rabbi Elchanan does here, he says the time. He says, what's the time? I'll bring a pasuk to support you. I'll, bring, I'll explain your reasoning because maybe not everyone understands it. And we have the word yaus here. We never have the word yaus or yaut, however you want to pronounce it which means like, that's nice. It's like shkoyach, that's nice, and I'll bring more support for you. We never see that in Bavli. We see that in Yerushomi, it's a whole different madrega, so we should really appreciate it when we have this, and coming right after Pesach. Pesach is a time of achtos, a time of getting together, every Jew together in the, in the uh, Chatzor Beis Amikdash to bring our coming Pesach, God willing, soon. And, and Yerushomi has this, this sort of achtos to it. So it's beautiful. So that was, that, was a, that was a good spiel. But Baruch Hashem, back to the Gemara. <laughs> Thank God, we have time to go on field trips here. So Rabbi Yochanan is explaining the time of Rabbi Shimon. What's the reasoning of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, who cited Rabbi Shimon? If we differentiate between the same species, um, so certainly we, we differentiate between a different species or a different type, here meaning males and females. And we're going to explain this in a minute. Now, min bamino is usually a term in kashrus, meaning the same taste. We're going to see what he means here. Ezehu min bamino. What is one species in its own type? Shu chalakalav, that we do differentiate, that they don't all get kedushas a goof to make tamura. Kihada, it's like this teaching. Ditane, like the Brisa says, asham ben shana. Uh, if he needs to bring an asham that's one year old. A one year old asham is what he has to bring. The heavy ben shtayim, and he brings a two year old. So we, it's not yatsa. The parentheses, please ignore. Ben Shtaim, he has to bring a two-year-old ashram, heavy Ben Shalosh, and he has to bring a Ben Shalosh, low yatsa. Actually, the gra is a different girsa. The, the gra's girsa here is kasher, elashlo alu the bailem le shem So he says the carbon itself is kasher if the ashram is, it's sort of the opposite of Mechusar's mind. It's too old. We saw this by the Pesach. A Pesach, like it's too old also, is not fit as a Pesach. He has to recycle it as shlamim. But here is ashram is too old. 
and the, the girsa of the gra is is it's still a valid carbon. He still brings the carbon, but he has to go back and bring another asham in the correct age. Tiklin Hadzin explains. He says asham ben shana, asham ben shte shanim, asham gezelos and meilos. He says that's it for gezela and meila for shifra harufa or for a shifra who was designated to a certain man. Um, then th- he needs an asham that's two years old. So he brings a three-year-old. It's not going to work for that obligation. Dechsibahu ayil, because it says ayil. Ayil is a mature ram. Ayil usually translates as ram. Asham ben shana, a one-year-old asham. Asham nazir, that's a nazir that got tame, or a mitsura, or a mitsura that ends his sarat. Dechsibahu keves, and that's by a keves. A keves is a young one. So we see that bringing a two-year-old for the sake of a one-year-old is not valid, even though a two-year-old animal is what's needed for the other type of ashamos, for uh, the gzeila meila and shiva harufa. Now remember, this is, this is our um, trivia question. Is there an, an, a, a, a sheep that you can't bring for either? Is there an in-between? Remember, it's a very funny word. In-between an isle and a kevis. It's going way back, it's two years ago, going back to Zvachim. There is something, a sheep that enters its 12th month. It's one-year-old sheep, but it's not yet 13 months old. So it's in its first month of its second year of life. Anyone remember what it's called, anyone? I heard, I think I heard it. Palga, Palga, Palgas. It's called the Palgas. Shkoyach. Shkoyach, representing Midfield Road. Shkoyach, wow. Proud of you. A Palgas, Rabosai, is this um, it's, it's teenager. It's a teenager uh, ram. It's not yet a ram, and it's not quite a Shepsula. It's kind of in between. And it's, it's sort of, we have the same concept by human beings. We call it, we're going to see in Nedarim, Mufla Samach Laish. He's a 12 and a half year old boy who knows what he's talking about. We let him make a nether. We examine him. Can he make it? He's smart enough to make a nether. Okay, he's not an ish yet. He's not 13, but he's a mufla. He can make a nether. He's close to being an ish. And he's not, he's nishtahi nishtaher, as we say. He's not really a kid, and he's not really an adult. So as we know, teenagers are a species to themselves. So there's a, there's a makor for that. That concept is right here in the Torah. It's called a palgas. It's in between an ayel and a kevis. So Baruch Hashem, so if you bring something that's the wrong year, so Rabbi Shimon says it's not kedushas Haguf, and therefore it can't make a tzmura. So how could a female then, which is, you know, this is the same animal, different year, doesn't become kedushas haguf and can't make a tzmura. So how could a female possibly make a tzmura? So that's Rabbi Yochanan explaining the reasoning behind Rabbi Shimon. Uh, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, after the, the, the parentheses, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yeshua, Shneim Amr Davar Echad. So Rabbi Shimon here, who says it does not get kedushas haguf and can't make a tzmura, is the same as Rabbi Yoshua in our Mishnah. He's going to explain why. Kema de Rabbi Yeshua Amar, like Rabbi Yeshua said, Nekeva Ola, Lo Kidsha, that a Nekeva does not become Kadosh as an Ola. What did Rabbi Yeshua say in our Mishnah? So someone is Makdish his Nechasim to the temple. He says the animals, we're going to sell them and bring Olas. He says the male animals become Ola directly, but the female animals, you have to sell them, and with the money, you bring an Ola. But they don't have Kedusha as an Ola. Because you have, to, you have to sell them first and buy male animals to bring the Ola. Ela hektish damim. They have what's called hektish damim. They have kedusha only for their value. They have kedusha. It's really kedusha lemizbeach ledamim only. They're not kadosh to the mizbeach as an animal because it's a female. We need to bring an ola. Why? Because he's makdash alus nachasim. We don't want him to bring a shlamim because then he's going to eat it for lunch. So that would kind of uh, betray the purpose of being makdash alus nachasim. So we're going to sell it and bring an ola. So that's kedushas damim lemizbeach. We call here hektish damim. Can Rabbi Shimon Amar, this is what Rabbi Shimon is saying also, as just explained, Nekeva Ola lo kidsha. If he tries to be Makdash's Nekeva as an Ola, not a male bird, but a male animal, 
does not become kadosh, ela hektish damim. It has only hektish damim. You would sell it and then use the money to bring a male animal as an ola. In Tamar, because if you're going to tell me, in Tamar, same way as saying, in Tamar, so you see in Babli, in Tamar, if you tell me it gets a Kedusha Zaguf, Yiru, it should have to go out and graze until it gets a moom, and then he would sell it, and then he would bring Ola. But we don't see that in our Mishnah. In our Mishnah, it's sort of, it's very direct. Rabbi Shua says the Ola you bring directly, and then the, ke- and the males you bring directly as an Ola, and then the Kevot you sell them, and you bring a Shlomim directly. You don't have to wait until they go out into pasture and get a moom, and then sell them. So they, you see, don't, they don't have Kedusha Zaguf. So they wouldn't be able to make Tamura according to Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Yeshua would agree. I'm a Rebbe. I'm a Rebbe Yehuda Nasi. Ani Ro'eh Rabbi Shimon by Pesach. I agree with Rabbi Shimon by Pesach. That a Pesach, if, you de- if he designated a female to be his Pesach, it does not become Kadesh as Kudrush Hasaguf and cannot make a Tamura. Why? Shemota Pesach Bashlami. A leftover Pesach, as we saw recently in Mesach's Pesachim, a leftover Pesach becomes a Shlami. Velema. Uh, so why doesn't Rabbi also add? I don't agree with Rabbi Shimon by the Asham, because an Asham could be male or female. Because a leftover Asham becomes an Ola. So if he designates a female for his Asham, then the leftover will become an Ola, and a female can never become an Ola, so he'd have to sell it. It does not have Kedushas Guf Lemizbeach, it has Kedushas Damim Lemizbeach, it has to be sold, and then he used the money to bring an Ola Lemizbeach. Rabbi Avin, Rabbi Avin explains why he doesn't agree there, disagree there. Im hitish Pesach, if he's Maktish for his Pesach, Ba Shlamim, Gufo Karuf Shlamim. So he has a Pesach that's left over. Remember the case, they had a Pesach and they lost the Pesach. So the Chabura lost the Pesach or someone lost the Pesach. Remember, he said, Wait for me, I'm looking for the Pesach. And you know, if, he, if I don't come back, you'll bring the Pesach on my behalf too. We had these you know, a couple months ago. But they, they found it, they bought a second animal to replace the first one. Then they got the first one back. So it's a Shlamim. But it's gufo karov shlamim. So the Mozart Pesach, leftover Pesach, it itself, that very animal that was once designated as a Pesach, is karov, goes up on the Mizbeach as a shlamim. Im hiktish asham. But if he's maktish, a female, for his carbon asham, ba'ola, it has, would have to become an ola, and gufo karov ola. But a female can never become an ola. A female animal, not a female bird. A female animal can never become an ola. So if he's maktish, a female, for his asham, that's not the same as being maktish, a female, for his Pesach, because it... it itself cannot never become an ola. Mahu, uh, mahu kedon hahi. So what is it like? It's like the, it's like kedon hahin. It's like these amar. These are saying these these rabbis are saying hektish damim, uh, hektish damim hektish. So what did he do when he consecrated the animal? He was making hektish damim. He wasn't making it to these mizbeach because he's being maktish a female. He's mafresh a female for his asham. So he can't be making it for the mizbeach because that's not appropriate. He has to be a male. If a hahain, and these rabbis are saying, Amar hektish gufo hiktish. He's trying to be maktish the goof, and they're saying, so it gets kedusha as a goof. It can't, be, it can't be the carbon because a female, can't, a female animal cannot become an asham, but it does get kedusha as a goof, and that's why it could make a tamura. Because it has to have real kedusha as a goof in order to make a tamura. Like we said before, whatever kedusha you put into it, don't regret it. Hayahu it's worth the still kaddish. Good. Uh, at the two dots, Rabbi Zera. I think this Rabbi Zera is the same as Rabbi Zera. It might be the same as Rabbi Zera. Went back. This might, might be a different, a more a different generation. I think Rabbi Zera is a bit later. Student Rabbi Elazar. When, when Rabbi Zera fasted a hundred fasts, he also fasted a hundred fasts that his Rabbi Rabbi Elazar should not pass away because then he would have to leave the yeshiva and he couldn't move to Eretz Israel. So it's another interesting, interesting facet. He wanted. He he realized his place that there was another another Rabbi taking on communal responsibilities. He didn't want that job. He wanted the freedom to go and learn and 
you know, go, go to Eretz Israel. So that's a, it's a, it's a muster for us. You know, sometimes we have responsibilities in Golis, and maybe we, we should daven that Hashem should lighten our load in Golis so we can be in Eretz Israel more often. So he says, Rabbi Zeir, Rabbi Shem, Rabbi Shimon ben Lokish, he says, time with Rabbi Yeshua. He says, what's the reasoning of Rabbi Yeshua? Daber el Aharon vel banav vel kol b'nei Yisrael. Speak to Aharon and his sons and all of the Jewish people. Vamarta alehem and say to them, ish, ish, each and every man, the base Yisrael from the house of Yisrael, asher yakriv l'shem l'ola, who designates a korban to Hashem as an ola. So he's explaining what's the reasoning. Hakol karev l'ola. Anything can become an ola. But then the next Pasuk says, L'rtsonachem, to be uh, a ratzon for you, to be appeasing for you, Tamim Zachar, has to be unblemished and Zachar, and a male. Minayin, if you look at so how do we know even a female could be, could be makdish as an ola? You know, a female can't become an ola, a female can't go on the mizbech as an ola, as we just explained, but it could be makdish a female as an ola, and then what are they going to do? They're going to sell it and buy a male for an ola. Tomodomar babakar, the, the, the pasuk, We'll read the pasuk. It's a big one. The bear laharon v'banav v'kol bnei Yisrael amarta lehem ish ish mi beit Yisrael u'minager bi Yisrael asher yakriv karbanola chol nidrehem kol nidvotehem. They're going to bring a carbon for any neder any nedava asher yakriv l'Hashem la'ola that they're going to bring as an ola. The tzonachem. The next pasuk. The tzonachem for your appeasement. Tamim zachar babakar baksavim uvaizim. So it has to be unblemished male in the flock or in your sheep, or in your goats. So babakar, in the flock, lerabot and nekevot, because there's also females in the flock, not just males. So we see, you see from here that if he's makdish, a female, for kedushas damim lamizbeach, that works. And they're, they're going to sell, the, the, the temple will sell the female and bring a male on the mizbeach for his ola. Rabbi Yitzhak be Rabbi Elazar Sha'al. So he asked, Kisiv uh, Zachar, uh, it's written there, Zachar, Atamad Babakar, and you're going to tell me Babakar comes, Lerabot and Nekevo, that comes to include female animals in Kedushas Damim Lemizbeach. Dekavase, so too, Kisiv Tamim, it says Tamim next to Zachar, it says unblemished, Atamad Babakar, why don't we say that Babakar includes Lerabot Balei Mumin, because there's usually a Balmum in the flock, you have a flock of a thousand animals, some of them will have a Mum. My benehan, benehan, what's the difference between them, between a female and a balmum? Ravamar, shavta de kadkdo benehan. There's a big weaver stick in between them. So the Maharshim say this big weaver stick is used to separate the warp threads so you can push in the waft threads. Now we remember this from Shab- our Shabbos study, that, uh, and there's a whole safer called Maise Orig, that's the, the malacha of Ariga has a lot of component malachot. So they're, they're separating the, the heddles and the waft and the, the warp threads. There's all sorts of complex things. But here this stick, this shofta de kadkada, is this weaver stick to separate these warp threads. You can push in the waft threads. These threads are close together and you put in this big stick and they're far apart. So he says there's an obvious difference between a female, which is naturally in the flock, and a balmum, which is not, no one's going to bring a balmum as a carbon, but a female could be a carbon in other places. So too, a female could get kedushas damim lemizbeach, that the value of the female animal could be kadosh for the mizbeach, and then the temple will go ahead and sell the female animal and bring an ola there. So he says a big difference. That's the way of saying big difference, the weaver stick. So we don't, we're not so familiar with weaver sticks, but apparently it's big enough to tell the difference. Rabbi Elazar, Omer Yemachru, I mean, this was the safe of our Mishnah. Rabbi Elazar said if he brought uh, wine or oil or birds, then he would sell those items to people who need them on the Mizbeach, and the money would go to an Ola on the Mizbeach. It wouldn't go to Berak Abayis, it would go to an Ola. Rabbi Abahu, Hashem Rabbi Shimon ben Lokish, says, Time, Rabbi Elazar. Again, what's the, what's the reasoning? We're not, we don't have a kasha on him. We're going to explain his reasoning. 
What's the reasoning of Rabbi Lazar? He says, Deber l'acharon v'abanav. It's like the Pasuk we just brought. You speak to Aaron and his children and all of the all of Am Yisrael, and we say, Asher Yakrivu Hashem La'ola. That when you donate, a stam donation should be for Hashem as an Ola. How called Karev Ola. So anything you're donating to the Mizbeach, anything with Mizbeach sanctity, which should include wine, oil, and birds, you want to end up bringing that as an Ola. And when it goes on, the next Pasuk says, for your uh, for your Ratsui, for your appeasement a unblemished male, you would have thought even birds should go up, but that pasuk includes babakar. That's items in the flock. So what he's saying is, if you're de- donating animals to the base of Mikdash, they should go up as olas. But if you're designating birds, it says babakar. So birds, we're going to sell them to bring an animal ola. Below ofos. So it's birds, not ofos. Rabbi Yermia, Rabbi Boon, Barachia, Chavun Yativin. They're sitting, and they said, Taman, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, time of the Rabbi Shimon. So over there, we just had a few lines ago, Rabbi Yochanan explained the reasoning behind Rabbi Shimon. Because a female bird can be a bird ola. Remember, for an animal ola, it must be a male. And here, Amar Hachin, here he says, turning over to Yagimel, Amar Rabbi Yosi, Kaimte, Keha. So I'll establish it like this. So he's saying really that. Uh, a bird, a bird shouldn't be. So, Rabbi Yirmiya was saying for Rabbi Buddha, a bird shouldn't be an ola. And here he's saying, well, listen, Rabbi Yochanan explained the reasoning that a bird could be an ola. So why don't we bring the birds, the female birds anyway, that he donates as an ola? So I will, I will explain this from what Rabbi Shmuel said in the name of Rabbi Zera. Anything that can't be brought as an offering, not itself and not its value. It doesn't become Kedusha with Kedusha Saguf. Remember, Kedusha Saguf is real internal sanctity in the animal that it could make its Mura. It's only Hektish Domin. Ele Hektish Domin. But Amrat Yeus, and you're gonna and you tell me Yeus, here's the word Yaut, Yeus. It's good, it's nice, Shkoyach, what you're saying. You're saying you can go ahead and bring this bird that was just donated as an offering. Uh, you're not able because what is this verse about donating an Ola say it says in the flock and not birds so lifdoto and to redeem the bird you can't redeem the bird birds have no redemption so that's interesting a bird you can't buy back from the Mizbech uh, and so according to this you have to say that a bird donated to the to the temple. This was the end of the Mishnah. Rabbi Elazar was saying a bird or wine or oil donated to the Mizbeach, that the bird doesn't go up itself as an ola, even if it's a female bird, because it didn't get Kedushas Aguf, it only got Kedushas Domim. And this Kedushas Domim is not the same as Bedek Abayis. So it's interesting because the carbon eight at the top says this is Kedushas Bedek Abayis, but that doesn't make sense with what we were saying at the bottom of my base. This is really Kedushas Domim Le Mizbeach, that the value of these birds is consecrated to be on the Mizbeach as an Ola. So you're going to sell these birds, even though it's a female bird, it could be an Ola. You're going to sell them along with his wine and his oil and whatever it is that could go on the Mizbeach, because they have Kedushas Damim Mizbeach. It can't be a carbon itself. They're going to sell it to being, bring a male animal as an Ola on the Mizbeach. So we'll wrap it up there. Baruch Hashem, we saw a lot of the uh, individuality of the carbon Yerushalmi versus the Bavli. And it really is a message of Achdus. And we, re- we got reminded of the Palgas today and of Rabbi Shimon at Tzaddik, and his meeting with Alexander the Great. So Baruch Shem, covered a lot of ground. Shkoyach, Rabbi Thank you. Thank you, everyone on Zoom. Shkoyach.
And they could they brought pitchforks, then Alexander's army would uh, be upset with them.